Good morning. Thank you. Hi, I'm Peter Kuntz. And I'm Morgan Craybell. And uh, we welcome you all to chapel this morning here at Goshen College. A special welcome goes out to the high school prospective students here with our admissions open house. Um, and we also have representatives here from local social, social service agencies who will be in the union today. This morning we'll be spent sharing snapshots of our summers with you. What ties this otherwise presumably random group of Goshen College students together is that we spent our summers doing church, observing and participating in the life and ministry of a pastor in a congregation. We participated in the Ministry Inquiry Program, which is also known as MIP. Um, this program enables students at Goshen College to spend three months in ministry with a congregation. Depending on individuals' interests and gifts, MIP activities can include worship planning, worship leading, working with youth groups and teaching in Bible school, leading music, pastoral visiting, community service and development work, and preaching. This summer, the congregations that we were placed in ranged in size from 25 to 700 in places as diverse as Raleigh, North Carolina to Salem, Oregon, from New York City to Colorado, and Philadelphia to Brownsville, Texas, just to name a few. Our living situations ranged from group living to living um, on your own in a small casita behind the church. Um, there's people, the majority were living with host families, and one MIP -er lived with someone that you might recognize the name, author Ron Sider. We served alongside both ma male and female pastors, and amongst the nine of us preached about 14 sermons. Peter will now lead us in a gathering prayer as we enter into this time together. Let's pray. O oh God, author of eternal light, lead us in our worshiping this day that our lips may praise you, our lives may bless you, and our meditations glorify you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. We've all chosen a symbol that we will be using to help us share a piece of our summers with you, each representing the variety of experiences that we had um, this summer. Uh, we hope that you can enter into worship with us as we share our stories of the different ways that we worshiped this summer. So I'll start. Um, I have a plant and a pot here. Um, these two have actually have very significant meaning to me. Um, both the plant and the pot pretty much sum up um, the experiences that I had this summer. Um, to start, the plant Actually, I'll start with the pot. Um, the pot symbolizes brokenness. Um, we talked a lot. I primarily worked with the youth group at my church, and we talked a lot about brokenness in our lives and how we can use that for growth, which is what the plant symbolizes. Um, one powerful Wednesday night activity, the youth pastor and several of the youth shared um, the, their stories of brokenness in their lives and how they overcome, had to overcome it. Um, and to symbolize the releasing of this brokenness into God's hands, they took a pot, a potted plant like this one, um, a little less pretty, and dropped it on the hard cement, and it broke and shattered into multiple pieces. Um, we went on that evening to, to say that even though we may feel like that broken plant, that broken pot, 
God sees us as clay that he molds and shapes um, continually and is constantly forming us again into the person that we are. Um, and amidst all the brokenness that we may feel, there's also growth, um, which is what I said, where the plant comes in. So the summer was full of growth, um, not just in me, um, but also in the youth group, um, in them individually and as a group. One particular time, the youth group split up into class sizes, um, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, and discussed with each other what they would like to see out of the coming year of youth group. And the group that I helped facilitate ended up encouraging each other toward growth in their spiritual life. And they wanted youth group to help them challenge, help challenge themselves toward that. And it was particularly special coming from this um, class who has who many of them have not particularly shown interest in youth group. And so that was really exciting for us to see. So that was just one occasion where growth was present. But as I see this plant and the pot, I will be continually, continually reminded how growth was a part of my summer. This summer I was at Oxford Circle Mennonite Church, which is in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And uh, for my symbol I chose uh, here we have a comforter. And this, I feel like this really um, is a good representation of Oxford Circle Mennonite Church. As you can see here with this comforter, there are many different patches of different colors um, with different designs. Um, and these represent the many kinds of people that attended Oxford Circle Mennonite Church. It was not your um, typical Mennonite Church. There were some people that did come from Mennonite backgrounds, but there were also many people um, that were new to the Mennonite Church. Um, also some people from other Christian traditions and other people that were just coming to church for the first time. Um, there were also many different people of different ethnic and cultural backgrounds, um, and also people from various socio and economic levels. Um, however, as you can see here with this comforter, when it comes together, it creates something um, that is more than any individual piece can be by itself. Um, and so this summer, through working in a church with a wide variety of diversity, I was able to worship in a way that was a lot more meaningful and whole um, than I've had before, um, simply worshiping with one piece of the comforter. Thanks.
I'm Morgan, and I was able to spend the summer in New York City with Sylvia Shark Charles. And my symbol here, I don't know if you can see it, but it's an aerial shot of New York City. And hopefully if you can see it, it'll give you just a sense of the, the size of the city. One of the first things that I was aware of this summer as I was part of Manhattan Mennonite Fellowship was that regular attendance at church meant maybe you come once a month, if that. I learned that people came from all over the city, plus beyond the city, to go to church on Sunday, traveling an average of about an hour to get there. And I learned throughout this summer through hearing stories that some of the church congregants had been burned either by the Mennonite church or other churches, but found a safe haven in New York City, a place where anonymity is more possible and the church is perhaps more forgiving. But these people, despite their past hurts from the church and the long distances that they traveled on Sunday to come, were so committed. And it was in their commitment that I saw God's presence most clearly. And all summer long, I wondered, what is it, despite the pains and the inconveniences that keep people coming back to the church? I realized early on, too, that it, wasn't, it certainly wasn't the potlucks, as potlucks in the city um, don't always mean an overflowing table of food, as the logistics of traveling on public transport with a casserole dish um, in tow is just a bit tricky. But despite frustrations of my own, um, the mystery of what draws people to the church remains and um, is, will suffice as enough to keep me coming back to the church, too. All, church has, all churches have their issues. I think, um, as MIPers, we saw this summer some new sides of the church that we maybe hadn't seen before. Um, I was in Brownsville, Texas, on the border of Mexico, and I came over the summer to really appreciate this part of my summer. Um, the congregation that I worked with was very open about talking about things that they want to work on, some of the weaknesses in their church, and I learned a lot from, from being part of that. I think sometimes in church we tend to shy away from what we don't do well and tend to focus on what we do do well, and it really was a good experience for me to be in a congregation that talked a lot about what they maybe don't do as well. Um, this congregation is very open about some of the different ways that they view church. There's a lot of differing ideas, as there are in many churches, about how worship styles should be done, or worship should be done, how, like, what kind of worship style should be used. Um, a lot of difference on what church should be and how it looks. Um, and especially in the context that I was in, there was a lot of dissension between Spanish speakers and English speakers wanting the service to be in either language. Um, and so one of the things that I did a lot over the summer actually was pastoral visits. I spent a lot of time talking to people about how they felt about the church, going out for coffee, learning how to make Mexican food, and talking about the church and what it means to them and how they can be part of being one church that's very unified yet has all of these different voices. And it kind of came to be a theme of my summer almost. Um, we talked a lot about breaking down walls. Um, I went to San Jose with the youth group and they used the Ephesian scripture that talked about breaking down walls. I preached a sermon on it. Um, so it kind of felt like this like idea that was out there for a lot of my summer. Hence, I brought a sledgehammer as my uh, symbol to rec um, represent breaking down walls. So we went about 
doing that in lots of different ways. And one of the ways that we talked about it consciously was that in church on Sunday mornings, we tried to be really intentional about what kind of music we sang. We sang hymns, we sang off-the-wall songs, and we sang Mexican corritos. Um, and we made sure that every Sunday, or we tried to make sure that every Sunday, there was a little bit of everything in there, some Spanish, some English, kind of some of everything. So today, I'm going to teach you, well, actually, it's a pretty familiar song, so hopefully you'll know it, um, so I won't be the only one singing, but we're going to sing um, Alabare. So. Okay, so we'll sing the chorus, and then the verse, and then the chorus, and then we're going to repeat the same verse, so hopefully we'll kind of get it. Um, I spent my summer at First Mennonite of Denver in Colorado, and a symbol of my time in Denver is a stole my congregation presented me with at the end of my time. It is made up of many colors and symbols, just like the quilt that Peter has, and that also can be associated with not only with a summer exploring ministry, and, but exploring myself and where I fit into the larger church. When my two supervising pastors gave me the stole during my last Sunday, I thought, oh yeah, right, when am I ever going to wear this? I don't, you know, what if I don't go to pastoral leadership? Can it still be used or be meaningful? But more and more, I'm recognizing that this stole represents community. The community of my church in Denver, the community of the Mennonite church, and the community of the larger body of Christ. I find this stole to be a form of healing, of comfort and care, and whether I will ever wear it traditionally in a worship service after today. It is a reminder of my summer and the lessons in which I learned, the people I met, and the ways in which I grew this summer. And the true reality is that when I wear it, it surrounds me physically 
in the way I felt surrounded and supported this summer. And now being back on Goshen College's campus, I'm re-reminded of what community can be like as a result of my summer. I'm Nathan Raymer. I was in, uh, at Shore Mennonite Church in Shipshawana, Indiana this summer. As the object that symbolizes a part of my summer in the ministry inquiry program, I chose this stick of Pacific Surge Old Spice High Endurance Deodorant Long Lasting Stick. <laughs> there are a lot of reasons for this, uh, the way this could represent my summer, but I don't have a lot of time this morning, so I'll just share a few of them with you. Um, First of all, just like Old Spice, God is old and he can spice up our lives if we like. The, it's amazing the analogies that you can keep coming up with uh, if one is so inclined. And it's a good thing that God is long lasting, um, that God has high endurance like this deodorant here. One of the things that I was really hesitant about going into this program was, am I the type of person that the church is wanting as a leader. Um, basically, I'm a screw-up. We're all broken people. We all uh, are inadequate in ways. And, and I certainly fit that description well, so I struggled with, is my ministry valuable somewhere? Can I be used? And while I didn't necessarily convince myself that um, I want to be a pastor, I was able to come to some peace about my anxiety and began to realize, you know, that God works in all different avenues and angles, and there is room for me in that, um, even if I don't fit the description of what some people may think as typical Mennonite pastors. So I think the big lesson for me this summer was that God is faithful, God is patient, God has high endurance with us, even sometimes when you feel like you don't even know what's going on, what did I get myself into? Um, I'm one of those people that's never had a clear path of what I really wanted to do, so I just want to get out there and try everything, and MIP program is a great opportunity for that. It's impossible to, to quantify your experiences of a whole summer um, into a couple minutes, obviously. It's just like going on SST or voluntary service. You know, it's, it's almost cheaping it to try to cram all that into two minutes in chapel. Uh, but anyway, yeah, God was faithful to me last summer in a lot of ways, um, patient with me in terms of my development. When you start thinking about ministry, or I, I think about ministry, sometimes the first thought that creeps into my head pretty quickly is, is who am I to, to try to be a spiritual leader? You know, Goshen hasn't given me my degree yet. Um, I have so many tough questions about faith, things that I wrestle with, things I'm like clueless on. I'm clearly not qualified for this job. And now I'm supposed to be helping others this summer, leading others in their spiritual development? I mean, give me a break. And that, that's a very humbling feeling. I mean, that, that just really humbles you inside. But you see how God can use about anything or anyone, even like me, to get his point across. So hopefully, maybe I'm slowly beginning to learn that. So here's my quick plug for MIP. Um, I'd recommend the program to people who want to do exactly what the name says, inquire. It's, it's nice. They put it right there in the name. 
Um, it's great. No one makes you sign your name afterwards saying, okay, you've completed this program. Now you will be a pastor. Please sign your name. Um, and that's nice. It's an opportunity to explore and get a taste of it uh, before you make that decision to commit to go down that road. So am I going to be a pastor? I don't, I don't know. Um, but when that decision comes, I think I'll be better informed on it because of my experience this summer. This is a walking cross. It was carved by Don Bickle, an 82-year-old man who um, served as the grandfather to the congregation that I worked in this summer, Raleigh Mennonite. The first time I met Don was my first Sunday at, um, at Raleigh. And he came up to me and he said, his, his face lit, lit up and he was like, my name's Don, I'm a hugger, even if you're not. And he gave me this huge bear hug. <laughs> And I'm not a hugger. Um, but so the congregation gave me this cross, card by Don. And it was important to me because I did develop a relationship with Don. Um, we had a shared interest in stained glass, and we ended up working together on some projects. Um, and when, when the, this was given to me, I, I haven't used it for its purpose. It's supposed to be held in the hand. and. Um, carry it as you walk and pray. Um, it sits on my shelf with a bunch of other um, tokens of spiritual importance to me. For me, it's a reminder that God is working in various ways in the lives of those within the church. Whether this means leading a congregation, working as a statistician, or attacking girls like me at church with hugs um, and love for others. It's a reminder that we are called to invite Jesus in, to guide our lives and actions, to help us discern how God, God's love might play out in our lives, in our individual journeys, whatever they might be. This theme is echoed in number 158 in Sing the Journey. If you guys would turn with me to that. It's not a song, it's a reading. If you guys would just join me um, in the all part, Jesus now lead on. From where we are to where you need us, Jesus now lead on. From the security of what we know to the adventure of what you will reveal, Jesus now lead on. To refashion the fabric of this world until it resembles the shape of your kingdom, Jesus now lead on. Because good things have been prepared for those who love God. Jesus, now we are. Go in peace.